Welcome to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. It is Tuesday. (laughs) You usually do this. You literally had to pick up your phone to see what day it is. It is Tuesday, January 28th. Yes, it is snowy. It is still Lutheran Schools Week, which is exciting. We get to hear from our friends at uh, Word of Life Lutheran School in our second segment today. That's right. We got to talk with them yesterday. And hear their music in chapel. And hear their music. Yes. And we get more music in chapel today. Yes. It's exciting. St. Paul's Hamill, yes. Illinois. It Saint always snows when they come here. This is true. It happened last year. <laughs> snowed when, when but they they're tried. coming twice this year. They are, because Thursday is a special day with special music, some Bach music with the American Conjurai and some local schools. Which is a wonderful segue. I Planned it. Did not plan it. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. And speaking of Bach music, joining us in studio is Dr. Bruce Carvel, Artistic Director of the Collegium Vocale of St. Louis, uh, with some uh, insight into an upcoming concert. Welcome, Dr. Carvel. Thank you. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Yes, and we've we've had you on before to talk about the Collegium Vocale, but uh, for listeners who don't know, uh, what what is this group? What is the, the 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 purpose of this group? Well, we're an early music ensemble that focuses on the performance of vocal chamber music of the 17th and early 18th century. We feature one singer on a part, and we perform with instruments, either uh, replicas or actual instruments of the period. What difference does it make to have period instruments? Well, they're, they have quite a different sound from their modern versions. The violins, for example, are strung with gut strings instead of steel strings, so it's a little softer sound. Um, it makes it more intimate, mm-hmm. and the colors are, are very different. And the, it's the sort of sounds that the composers would have heard at the time. And so that's our goal, is to get as close as we can to what the music actually sounded like. Mm-hmm. So with a group this size, it's not a very large group then, if you have one person on a part. That's correct. We normally are six singers, and then whatever instruments we need for the particular concert that we're doing. This uh, coming up concert is actually one of our largest endeavors we mm. we've gone to eight singers and have an, an instrumental ensemble of well, 11 or 12 11. i think okay so. yeah yeah what kind of uh unique opportunities do you have then with with a group this size what are you able to do that maybe a larger group wouldn't be able to do well there's a, a vast uh, repertory of music that was written for solo solo singers or small ensembles we know for example, the, that many of the Bach cantatas uh, performed at Leipzig mm-hmm. were sung with just eight singers. Um, many of the, the courts and chapels at that time used just one voice on a part, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes, like I said, it makes it more of a chamber music feel. I mean, if you want a large sound, you go hear the symphony, sure. which, <laughs> is, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and, and you wouldn't want it any other way. Mm-hmm. But for the music that we do and that we seek out, this is the appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. So then coming up uh, Sunday, February 2nd, you have a, a concert. Tell us uh, tell us about uh, the music that we'll be hearing that day. Well, there are four sacred cantatas, uh, two by Johann Sebastian Bach and two by Christoph Graupner, who was 
uh, an important contemporary of Bach's. The theme of the concert is that uh, these are cantatas that were first written and performed as part of the audition process, if you will, for the position of cantor at the St. Thomas Church in Leipzig in 1723. Hmm. So as part of the audition process, if you will, each composer was given two cantata texts and given three weeks to compose them and then bring them into Leipzig and perform them as part of a regular service. So we thought it would be interesting to hear all four of these cantatas uh, on the same concert. That's a very, very good music because, of course, when you're auditioning for a position, <laughs> you want to put your, be your mm -hmm. best foot forward. Mm -hmm. And the, the cantor at uh, St. Thomas in Leipzig was a very important position. And it wasn't just a cantor as we think of as a singer, but he was in charge of all the music for two churches. He also would teach uh, singing, teach at the St. Thomas School there. So it was a very important position. And actually, uh, these neither of these were the first choice. The, when the position came open, when Johann Kunau died, uh, they first offered it to Telemann, who was, said he was interested, but then he didn't leave Hamburg. He, he probably <laughs> used it as a negotiating chip in, in his dealings with the Hamburg town council. But the second choice then was Graupner, who they also offered it to, but Graupner wasn't able to accept it because his employer at the time, the Landgraf of Hesse-Darmstadt, wouldn't let him go. And so then they offered it to Bach, and who uh, was offered the position and accepted it, and he stayed there for the rest of his life mm -hmm. uh, and made many of his amazing contributions to our culture and becoming a household name. <laughs> This is fascinating. I know. It's like a It's a history lesson we don't all in one. We can well, just talk about music. We can just talk about history. All I could think of when you were talking about the auditions is that this was this predates modern uh uh like TV shows like you know where they compete. Uh, if there would have been TV at that time, that's what this would have been, but of course then it would have all been resolved in a half an hour over American you said Idol several of... weeks, but this was like yeah, it really is an amazing story, and yeah. the personalities that are involved are are quite interesting as far as we know them. the The cantor in Leipzig was actually responsible for the music at the two principal churches in town, uh, as well as some say for the other four, or the other two rather. Excuse me, but one of the councilor, the he was he worked for the town council in Leipzig, and who oversaw everything. Leipzig was a very important. Um, merchant city, and was a, it was like I said, it was a very prestigious position. One of the town councilors remarked uh, when they hired Bach, apparently, that since the best wasn't available, they had to make do with the mediocre, uh, <laughs> which I guess we should inscribe in the That's book of hilarious. silly things to say. So that is so funny. <laughs> so uh, a number of cantatas being presented uh, this Sunday, February second by the Collegium Vocale. And tell us a little bit about where this is taking place. It will be presented at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in on Miami in South City. It's a historic church. It's actually the oldest Lutheran church building in the city. The congregation at Trinity Soulard is older, but their church was uh, destroyed in the tornado in the 1880s. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's a historic church. It's a beautiful church. I don't know if you've been there, mm-hmm. but it's it's lovely, and it's an appropriate space for this this music. One of the cantatas of Graupner uh, calls for uh, two trumpets and timpani as well. So mm-hmm. we should really set the place ringing. Um, the other cantatas are for oboes and strings as well as voices, mm-hmm. organ and bassoon. So it's it's a very colorful uh, ensemble. We're fortunate to have with us on this concert Joyce Alper, who is a Baroque oboe player from Boston. Oh, wow. She's played with us before, and she's really wonderful. Yeah. So, so it's a chance for people to come and hear unusual music performed in a way that may be new to them and give them new insights into this. Yeah, I think the oboes in these, concert, in these concertos are... Um, uh, or cantatas, sorry, not concertos. These cantatas are probably uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. They're just, um, uh, it's so intricate. Exactly. And it's just, oh, it's awesome. And be, uh, just being in the American Contra, I get to sit behind the oboes quite frequently. So I can <laughs> watch them playing and I can watch their music. <laughs> it's, it's just, it gives you this this different insight into the music. Absolutely. Being able to, to see an instrument being played that way. Yes. It's really fun. And the Baroque oboe is is different. They, they're still a double reed instrument, but they only have four keys. Oh. So... Well, that's curious. It is, <laughs> and the, the the Baroque trumpets have no valves. Yeah. So, so it's there. There are limitations, but these limitations are also uh, advantages. Sure. Yeah. You, and if if a family wants to come and bring their kids, do they get to to see these instruments afterwards? Since they're since they're something they probably haven't seen before. Absolutely. Our our performers are very open to having people come up and ask them questions. That's and are happy to, to interact with them. That's great. So this is on Sunday, February 2nd. What time is this? At 3 o'clock. Uh, there will be some pre-concert remarks made by me at 2.30. Mm-hmm. Um, admission is $10, but $5 for students. Sure, yeah. Um, and what, what can... Um, can I, can people listen to some things beforehand maybe to to get uh to get the sound in their heads and maybe prepare themselves for what they're <laughs> going to be hearing there are a number of uh performances of Bach certainly on YouTube mm-hmm. and if they just look around for the uh, for baroque instruments or period instruments it should be pretty easy to find sure so we're looking at what BWV twenty two and twenty three. That's correct. All right, very good. So check those out. Put those in the playlist <laughs> in the uh, on the in the, the YouTube in the YouTube <laughs> in the YouTube playlist. Check it out. Thank you so much, Dr. Carvel, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today, and and for. Uh, sharing with us, I, I love how you shared it in story I know. form. It was like uh, story time with Uncle Bruce. You know? <laughs> it was like, so what, what, is that what you'll be sharing in the remarks before the the program as well? Usually, I try to give uh, additional remarks. We have pretty lengthy program notes as well, but I try mm-hmm. to flesh it out with things that either there wasn't room for in the program notes or are not perhaps serious enough to be in the program notes. But Those are but, always the fun ones. But items items to give people more of a sense of, of what they're hearing and the context. Mm-hmm. Very good. So the Collegium Vocale of St. Louis presenting uh, musical settings by Bach and Christoph Graupner. And uh, this Sunday, February 2nd at Holy Cross 
uh, Lutheran Church. That's on Miami Street in St. Louis. Uh, what a wonderful event. Thank you so much for sharing with us this morning. You're very welcome. And I should mention, since it is Super Bowl Sunday, we'll be oh. finished in time for people to get home and watch it. That is a good point. <laughs> good point. Thank you so much. <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit, uh, our visit with students from Word of Life Lutheran School for National Lutheran Schools Week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Oh,